A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the little Costco run of this podcast. Ooh, a little run. Costco run. Never heard of back. it. You guys, I just got back. Oh, Whoa. wow. So you're flying okay. right now. You're so I off went Costco. fast. I'm telling you fast because mm-hmm. it open at 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, on Sundays. I don't know. Have you guys ever been at opening on a Sunday? Yes. Costco? No. Oh, my God. It's a vibe. It's a vibe (laughs) in there. It is it a mess? Yes. Is it a vibe? Also, yes. Like every um like staff member is they're all like catching up from checking in, like getting people coffee and who's hungry. And it felt very communal. It felt very um, I mean, obviously, you know, are people just stopping and I'm running into them with my cart? Yes. Like, is it a complete madhouse of course it is but it just felt very I don't know I had good music in my headphones and I knew I had my items I had to get you know and I just got in and out 
under it's... 30 minutes. I mean, wow. Well, they let us in early. I forgot Look. this part. They let us in before the store opened because of the rain. When is the last time you've seen some kind of big box store like that do something like that? They usually are just like, Never. sorry, we opened at 10 and they let us in at 945. I was shook. Wow. wow. That's like kiss I... on the lips level worthy. Yeah. I do think that it's a good... I'm assuming we went to the same Costco. I won't say which one, so I won't blow up the spot. Yeah, we so went for, save it for the one. Patreon. We went to the, the same one. There, there's only one. There could only yes, be one. Like, it's like Highlander. Um, yes, but they... I do like that Costco. Sunday's like game day, though. That, like, I feel like it's, everybody... You gotta know... You gotta know going in on a Sunday. I have gone to that Costco on a Sunday and forgotten it was a Sunday. And then, like, you pull into the parking lot and you go, like, oh, I gotta re... I got to regroup. It's a Sunday at Costco and you got to go in prepared and, and and get your expectations set. Well, let me tell you guys, I woke up early. I woke up at 845, took an edible, had a coffee. I stopped for gas on the way. The, the Costco I go to ball. doesn't have gas. Don't, you know, yeah. um, a hippie speedball. I'm ready to go. I get to the thing. I get there. I mean, there's no one in the parking lot yet. I was really I was really one of these like I got to get this Costco in. Um, but it was so nice. I couldn't believe they let us in early. I didn't have my membership card. I mean, everything was very, they were very helpful. I, 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 it's wonderful to look down and see, oh, they opened 15 minutes ago and I'm already in line for the register. Beautiful. I haven't yeah. been to a Costco in a long time. I would, can I go with you guys? Like what's the yeah, rules yes. nowadays with like yeah. guests and that sort of thing? You can bring a guest, like you could come with and we can mm -hmm. definitely like buy stuff for you. They do ask for your membership card at checkout or info. I believe that they can do, they would be able to do some sort of like, I don't know. I also like what's the border places, control level at, at Costco for a non-member? I think oh. with those kinds of places though, too, it is also just like the imperative to kind of like solve a problem and get the customer like where it would be like, oh, we'll sign you up for, I imagine there's some sort of Costco guest pass kind of thing, or you would be like, mm -hmm. oh, here's where you sign up. You can, we'll add your membership to your thing or whatever. And then you get mm -hmm. like a temporary thing that you either do follow up with or don't. Mm -hmm. I will go with you and I'll just pay and you can Venmo me. Yeah. Okay. It, it, simple as that. I'll grab. I'll grab me some points on the way there. And, yeah. If I can um, add to anyone's mileage, you yeah. Know, yeah. And redemption then, rewards. I'm game. Um, certain items you don't need a membership for. I believe they are liquor mm. and medication. Um, I don't. My two sure. favorite things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure about other things, but yeah, prescriptions you mm -hmm. can do at Costco without a membership. Um, and they have good good prices. Actually, okay. the pharmacy is excellent as well. I've had great experiences there. Um, did they text you instead of like, I don't know. It's just very simple. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. If I felt, I really felt it in the Costco today. I was like, these people actually like each other. The people that work here, like that's cool. And everybody's in their little Sunday Snuggie gear. Wow. And, yeah. Dude, I knew I was hanging out with some Saturn and Capricorn, fellow Saturn, Capricorn and Saturn Sagittarius people a couple of days ago. And we were like comparing how like what toilet paper brands we like. And we're like, damn, we're really not. We're past our Saturn returns, aren't we? <laughs> like we're we our interests <laughs> have really shape shifted to new levels. Just flashing back to like younger self being like, oh, you have like opinions on toilet paper. Toilet paper. And it's true. I do. I care passionately. It's one of my interests. Same with the weather. Don't knock it. Don't knock until you try it. Top fave. We also Look. with this with those Saturn people too. We'll have to do this. I'll see if I can consent. I'm sure it's fine. I was hanging out with like some woo woo people 
and we played a game um a little wine drunk in stone where we just would name each sign we went through all the signs and then we would have to just like one two three draw say like what percentage of hotness they were like how hot you thought that sign is illuminating because wow those percentages very 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 also like i was changing my percentages after hearing others explain like yo this is why virgo does this for me like i'm like well i never thought of it that way so we might have to maybe we'll save that for our patreon or for another another episode format but knee-jerk reaction to like is this sign hot because some signs are very obviously like fun to be around but like not necessarily sexy you know like that's the other that's the other part of the of the mm-hmm. puzzle uh yeah yeah hotties hotties all around also uh <laughs> this is not this is not my shining this moment but i've got it into like quite a yelp war um of recent Ooh, you know i love this <laughs> okay so like i don't really i don't write i think yelp is pretty like not cool in general like it's not like this is very shameful i have a finsta yelp like it's not under my name no you wouldn't know this is me i only reserve it for like straight up warning people like where it's like actually like i would want to read something like this like hey i found plastic like i ate a piece of plastic like you might (laughs) you just might want to know about this thing um i had the owner respond in a way, I need to now craft a new response. I, I had the owner respond that was like, we could not find your receipt on file. Or what I was just also warning people about a very bland avocado toast, like so bland that it was just like inexpensive. Where I was like, you could go, ac- I said, you could go across the street to this other business if you wanted something a bit better for a cheaper price. They thought it was a plant from that restaurant. They were like, this is clearly someone who is trying to direct business to their business. I'm reporting you to Yelp, like going off about how it was like a plant from big, like breakfast place next door, like local big avocado breakfast. toast, big avocado toast. I was in there to, to like drive business. Just absolutely. The response alone, if you read that as someone who didn't know the context of the reviews would be like, oh, well, this owner is very scary. And I think this person, I feel like it drove my point home more. The response of. I oh, yeah. must be an industry plant taking <laughs> the avocado toast business across streets. So now my proudest moment, but I'm trying to figure out how to re- update my Yelp in response of like, I only went there because beep business had a gas leak and I wasn't even going to go to your business that day. So I'm not even from big beep. Okay. And I should have just saved this for Patreon because you know, I said all the names of over oh, there, but it sounds like alas, the, um, the avocado t- toast place could use some lessons from the Costco on beep, beep yes. Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Well, like I was just thinking like the only response to you had a bad time is like, we really hope you try us again or like, hope it- sorry. we're sorry. <laughs> that sucks. Like, you know, we won't put wet ass tomatoes on avocado toast anymore, but no, I can't find your existence at my fake name and i was like yeah and that's right i don't want you and pulling also, my receipts in time because of the times i wanted cash to too like yeah. what is wrong with you i saw the other reviews too that were bad she was like oh i see you are christine q who came in at 11 10 a.m on this day well you ordered at that time and it only came out 28 minutes later which is not that bad like it was like very 
receipt the, pulling. Okay, what's her sign? Okay, I'm gonna come on Scorpio receipts. Yes, um, but this is also, I mean the venge. This is there is not a, being the, wrong. There's, there's a need to be right that isn't Scorpio. Yeah, you're right. There's a need mm-hmm. to be right, and there is also a data-driven certainty of a thing to me because that is always a tactic Aquarius. where someone takes where it goes like oh no, I'm going to provide you the facts of the situation as like my defense without any kind of um, mm-hmm. emotional ploy or whatever, which is like- Dare I say that. Taurus on Taurus crime? <laughs> it could, it actually could. <laughs> it tr- truly it's, could be. It's. I feel like this could be fixed. I don't know, fixed Fixed for all of this could go Could go for me. Um, I also, don't know what uh, Leo is. I don't know what Leo is uh, responding to Yelp reviews. No, I like think Leo ever. would need to pay someone to write their reviews I'm, back because they wouldn't even like, ugh, like I do want to chew them out, but it's not the way Leo would have more respect for the brand. I think not it's one of those in such a way things that I, like Julie and I have been talking about that laws of power thing where like it's there's a certain thing that you don't even you don't even like address that. It's like that's beneath yes. me. I don't even talk yes. about it. And I feel like okay. that's what Leo is with, like, oh, yeah, your Yelp review. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So they're petty, well, petty and fact based, factual based. Hmm. Gemini. I'll just name all the signs. Yeah. Okay. They're Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, uh, Leo, Virgo. Also, I will say a word could also be quite, quite long. Oh, and here's the other. Okay. I'm looking at it now. I'll send it to you guys, obviously. If you want to see this, um, you can Venmo me $500 and I will, I'll send it to you. Um, it is worth a read, I will say. But then you'll know all my Finsta. So that's the risk. That's why this is why, that's why I'm charging such the amount. Yeah, exactly. Um, they did write too. We just want to point out that on average, we get really good reviews every two days. Like they were then going into this new, no. this totally people, new People zone. are screaming at, at their treadmill or whatever, Virgo. <laughs> like right now yeah. while they're listening. Uh-huh. Um, I do wonder one thing though. Can you also write me a five star Yelp review for my work on your Finsta? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I only write hateful reviews, but I will write a good one. I will. And I've only, I have two. This is my second Yelp review ever. I'm in my like, how many, however many years of adulthood where I could. Cause usually I'm just, if it's good, but, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything. Like we're good, but I will. Yeah. I I understand. I feel the same way about Yelp where it's like sometimes I'm like, I really want to leave one. And I'm like, it, it's just ugh. like it, it takes yeah. a lot to get you there. So actually, I have three yeah. and I've never been I've never been moved over the edge. One was truly finding plastic in food and like and I also wrote like, I hope it does better because it was a relaunch of an old familiar staple in L.A. We can talk about it. Got another $500 paywall. And then the other one was when I got into, I don't think I ever talked about it on the podcast, when I got into a war at this, God, I can't say identifying things. Let's just say I saw an employee at a place have a seizure oh, and the our, management we, was- We talked about, about this I was like, we talked about it on pod. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you could probably find <laughs> this easily. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're really, if you're really trying to find this Finsta Yelp of mine. It might have been Patreon. I've been Patreon <laughs> going to my felt. Um, but yeah, so that was like, you know, that moved that moved me over the edge because it was like wild, like health code, like safety things that was going on. And then, yeah, just a really bland, and then a bland avocado toast. Just then 
that was so that was so so expensive. Anyways, um, I swear I'm not a Karen. I really try we not know to be. that. Everybody listening. Sometimes it look, but everyone has a little bit of. Uh, everybody gets comes out once in a while. Listen, so everybody think... gets bad service and bad food sometimes, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. like that. It's okay to say that, and be and, honest. It, and mm-hmm. we have to stop conflating it all with being like you're being a Karen because I feel like that is like dismissive and no one wants to be a Karen, but someone still can have like a Karen moment. And the mm-hmm. more we're like, no, I'm not, then you're defending yourself against Karenism instead of like just being learning from your mistake. I think too, it was all <laughs> wow. I'm reading this review again. It's truly wild. Um, but I, I think too because when because I, I went with Pablo and his meal was also like that level of bad where it was like okay this is like an across the board issue they've never heard of like salt i think or like seasoning or anything before like wow and if you if you read my if you ever find my felt you'll see wow i this was i wanted to like this place like i I was excited to go here like i'm not going in here trying to look for problems like i'm not I'm not John Taffer. Like, I'm just trying to have a nice, I'm trying to have a good time in here. But yeah, this owner, I gotta, I gotta edit my response and reply because me being a plant, I could, I've never seen that response before <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, I actually think you were just a spy sent in here to send me, send business away. Like, wow. I know she, that she reported me. It, though. You know that people have done you it. Think? You know that people I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But that's like, have you seen Kitchen Nightmares? That's like that where it's like you're busy doing the wrong thing for your business kind of thing. I feel like most Mm -hmm. people who are running a restaurant have way too much to do to try to screw over their like colleagues. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like, uh, or like, uh, maybe not official in that way, but someone else like telling, I don't know, telling your friends, getting on a, I don't know. People, people Mm -hmm. get wild. I guess I won't. This won't be too much of a giveaway either, but this is why I want to edit my response and be like, I was truly trying to go to a Starbucks, but it was closed. So I had like I hopped into this place like you think I'm here for like, that's why I want to be like, you think I came here from Starbucks? Like, I just happened to mention another indie location. Anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> find me on felt, you know, just out here talking about <laughs> avocado toast. Hey, really, I'm really also... stirring up some business owners in the, in the community. I'm sorry, support small business. I don't, I didn't, I was just stunned. Someone was like, you're fake. <laughs> I was like, whoa, That's like, wild. this is not a real review, by the way, everyone. And I was like, whoa, I'm like, what? Anyways, I'm a big fan of Starbucks. I, it's becoming Same. more, I think in my old age, it's becoming more and more of a problem, but <laughs> I just, it's consistent across the board. The food is like, fine like it's this it's the same as any other fast food fine um and maybe a little bit healthier they have like maybe better options as far as like the protein boxes and stuff like that um but love the egg bites high I sodium the egg bites delicious. are so good love the egg bite um but you know egg bite for two split it with your boo if you just need a little snack Ooh. it's a romantic well, it's a share piece not in my house never in a million years <laughs> <I think of> <laughs> Well, I my mean, husband doesn't eat eggs, and therefore <laughs> they're all mine. Um, but uh, I do think one of the things that's really cool about Starbucks, cool. But, so cool. Um, <laughs> they will, like, let you hang out all day. I feel like that's, like, they do let you chill. a fast food restaurant vibe. And I feel like that's a community service that goes 
unspoken sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the only other same but different is like, I feel like McDonald's does let old people hang out there all day, but I don't know if that's like I think one that fast food has. places in general do, but Starbucks just feels a little bit more like well, um, you can use the bathroom for it. Yeah. Like bathroom friendly usually. And of course, I'm sure there's places that are maybe there's a Times Square one that's an asshole about. Well, using I mean, the, the downtown one, yes, of course, you can't use the bathroom, but it, you know, it's mm-hmm. it depends. Like usually yeah. a, a, a safe bathroom place. It is still like a coffee shop, too. I know that it like depends on where it is, but I'm thinking of, you know, I had I had a bunch of friends who always worked at Starbucks's in high school and college. And so you would kind of like go there as a place. But I grew up in a town where there there was like one indie coffee shop. And obviously mm. that would be, that would be ideal if that's like who is running the coffee shop. But I also remember Starbucks being places where you would still see people who were kind of like alternative, so to speak, working there, hanging out there, having like they must have allowed piercings or like, too or something. Yeah, yeah. Piercings, tattoos, just colored hair, any kind mm-hmm. of thing where it would be like the person that I would imagine would have worked at a a better version of a coffee shop still kinds of ends up working at the the closest equivalent that one can find in the space and so not mm-hmm. to be like yeah oh go go starbucks but it is like i don't know they're well it's, it's, we, it does we, we what gotta it does. put it places like there's got to be a landing place for someone somewhere to i don't know no. you're hitting I, a point though that i've been like screaming at the top of my lungs is like more coffee shops especially at least for me in la so many are so sleek and modern. Like, give me a slouchy couch. Like, I want, I want incense. I want a bing, bing, big bag chair, bean bag chair. They don't have bean bag chairs there. You know, I want like mismatched furniture, wicker. Like, where? So I guess I got a sorry, place for central. you. You do? Okay. Yeah. Not in town, but um, well, I'll take it. Well, I was gonna say if the you valley. have the I'll valley go. for sure. Yeah, and I if also... you have slouchy coffee, cozy. Like I want Erica Badu playing. Like I want. I bet like, I have one downtown. But yeah, I might have a few. Okay. Um, if you have them, listeners, I honestly send them. Maybe we'll reshare them or join the Patreon. I don't know. I would like. I would like to collect these because I think those are treasures that are harder and harder to find. I don't want a clean, empty coffee shop. Ideally, mm-hmm. I also did some work for a pretty large fashion brand um some time back and one of the things that i thought was really cool about it (laughs) bagosh you know me Um, house of bagosh (laughs) i don't really know what i'm allowed to say because i'm not sure if this disclosure is like i don't know against policy or whatever we sign sign ndas out here um one of the things that they had their models do was like wear their own stuff jewelry or nail polish or you know if you have like a certain like you were saying colored hair tattoo like all of that kind of stuff where I think a lot of times models are asked to be like a very clean slate and just a fresh face and no nothing um and I thought that was really really cool because I think it adds a lot of personality and like character to a brand that is maybe a little bit more um known for like making your basics or whatever uh and I just I don't know I I found that to be very cool and like you forget in media how like what you're saying about an indie coffee shop gets like altered out of 
Instagram mm-hmm. photos or this or, you know, magazine yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool and something to like keep in mind when you're getting dressed in the morning. Adornments. Like what are your little, the little things that only you would have or things that are really like lived in. Your so glasses, saw, your, yeah. I just mm-hmm. saw something too. I think certain, I can't remember which airline it is, but they are going to start letting flight attendants wear visible tattoos and nose pierce like and I, d- I didn't even think about like oh right yeah flight attendants are very like mm-hmm. unmarked <laughs> like whatever their personal life like mm-hmm. they're very clean and Which... slick buns a lot of the times and that'll be interesting to see because I feel like it would be kind of like oh a, a septum ring I haven't seen that on a flight attendant before that seems kind of Saturn Pisces in terms of like self-expression mm-hmm. being a, being made room for in the institutional systems that we have or in the rules or whatever because I do understand mm-hmm. like why why when we're trying to like create the a specific experience for someone where you like know what to do and this person is somehow like not it's not personal because you are part of this thing like I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like Disneyland specifically where they were like no tattoos whatever because you are supposed to be able to be transported to a different place in time someplace that doesn't exist and you don't want reminders of like real world or whatever but I also right. think that in a time where we're continue, we're having more and more like distorted reality and everyone can kind of make their reality whatever they mm-hmm. want, then it is like, oh no, like the more we remind people that these are regular people that you know, <laughs> I think the better. Yeah, life, they have choice like, yeah, outside in the a, world. <laughs> this is a person. Um, yeah, like please, please respect them as such. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. Well, we could. Wow, pleasure degree. Like, I don't know, those things that were like like not allowing a lot of people access to career paths where it's like, is that the most important thing for that? Or mm-hmm. is this like a really old rule that's just kind of been around and we're like, why? For why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can take absolutely let's break. Let me let's we'll be back after this quick break <laughs> sorry my dog is no. i think about to shit on the bed oh no i'll pause this dude great we're back at it um for the mailbag all right speaking of people's opinions <laughs> no <laughs> speaking of we yeah. are always right taking it um, taking it to the people um yes. no, this is our first listener mailbag episode. Well, not Mail first. Time. We've done we've done we've... listener questions, but it's we have, but it's been a while. And I this is a new welcome to the new world because this is gonna be a monthly regular check-in from listeners like you. Just kidding, they're not like you, they're Patreon members. Patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. They could That's be where like you can you. submit. They could you could be like them. Yeah. I also think you should know that if you aren't a member of our Patreon, that these are the people that make this podcast happen. So that's why they're getting rewarded with us answering their questions. Um, mm. We so appreciate your listens. And obviously, if you can donate right now, we totally understand. Please share our podcast with a friend. Um, that helps. But if you're the type of person who's like, I really want to support this and make sure that this podcast keeps going, that we can keep affording to do this um please subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast yeah another great free treat is to write a review also um not that 
you know, that, that just helps. That's another way if you can't donate that, you know, lets people see us and find us and ask us a question, promo something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, these are questions from patrons. Um, you submit them over on our discord and yeah, you can ask general astrology questions, personal natal chart questions, straight up, just gossip, whatever. I mean, truly what we'll, we'll look at what's in the mail and see what we mm-hmm. want to answer. So get just in no, there. No, uh, <laughs> no, nothing like, you know, no nothing spam. filled with anthrax <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I was trying to make an actual mailbox joke and did not get there. Uh, mm-hmm. there's no mail. There's no mail on Sunday. Come on. Uh, <laughs> should we take Let's a look talk- at our first yes. submission? Yes. All we're right. going to keep, keep names anonymous. Uh, but this first question is, Hello, all. I had a personal question. Pluto is heading into Aquarius soon. My Jupiter is at zero degree degree degrees. <laughs> zero degrees Aquarius. Do the rest in baby talk. Conjunct to my son. What can I expect with this little dip into it? Now it becomes a little, now it's like Brooklyn. This little dip. Okay. This little dip. <laughs> into I'm loving Aquarius. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, birth time. Why is it again? It's like Betty Boop. Okay, I cannot. Um, XOXO Aqua Baby. Aqua Baby's birth time is January twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. They were born at two fifty three a.m. in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Again, Jupiter conjunct the Sun with Pluto moving into Aquarius. As you guys know, big shifts happening. Um. Let's see. What can I expect with this little dip? Yeah, let me get the chart. And you you guys can play at home if you want to armchair astrologize a yourself. I mean, first, I would say you've been just because Pluto is changing, you know, into the sun, you've had Pluto here with all of this Capricorn stuff leading up into this point. So you're no stranger to. Pluto being at work and you've had a Pluto moon opposition because you've got this cancer moon here. Um, I think that this is exciting. First of all, it seems exciting. I mean, obviously Pluto is intense and, and um, can be a lot, but this sounds very much like someone who is transformed by the experience of Pluto having come through their chart and being conjunct a lot of things and how we are like renewed and reborn through, um, these kind of transformative experiences. And so I think that I can't necessarily speak to what specifically those experiences might have been. Again, this is pretty far reaching since Pluto and Pluto for its whole time in Capricorn has been likely kind of close or had just been close to your Mercury, your Venus, Neptune. And so now we're coming up to, you know, Jupiter and the sun here when it shifts into Aquarius, that then it will also transit Uranus for you as it leaves. Like it's not done with this kind of cluster of your chart. And to me, that's very much like, you know, you're, you're, forging your path you're figuring out who you are becoming and burning away the things that are both like you know melding you into who you are and also clarifying who you want to be I love that I also took a look at planets in transit by Robert Hand and just for the Jupiter Pluto conjunction solely for that transit um this transit 
hand says is about achieving success um and also he kind of i don't know if maybe i'm reading remember i'm in this acting class and i'm I'm reading between the lines a lot here but um i'm reading a frame of mind like you think you will succeed so you will succeed but he doesn't say if you think you won't you won't um so i'm reading that into it where it's like let's keep a positive attitude because sometimes when things crop up especially if we're thinking you know rebirth and jupiter being a magnifying like a big rebirth um thinking positive can really help change the outcome of something like that um especially if you're thinking about you know changing a position somewhere i mean this is happening it looks like in your it's second house right second and, you're, and then you're gonna have a the straddling yeah basically, it was like the of second, your into second, the and third. second and third now yeah, so again but, we're using placis which we'll get into the next question but late degree scorpio rising having this for your chart straddle the second and third and the jupiter is in the second house the sun is in the third mm-hmm. am i right yes correct okay so yeah. um so i do think that um it happening in the in the second house you know that can be transformation of of value that can be transformation of finances that can be a big undertaking of you know trying to create a savings account or stock portfolio or one of those things but it can also mean we're changing what we value and what we seek in a way um and i think for me i'll we'll definitely get into this too with whole sign uh uh sorry with our next question um but i find that sometimes those larger underlying themes like saying what we value it's harder to like it's you don't taste it right away it's like a a finishing note or something like that where at the end of the transit you're like oh my god this whole time it was all about this where it's like if you're maybe you're changing a relationship or you're changing something that isn't second housey um but realizing towards the ends of the transit like how you felt about it and what that made you change like having a child can really change what you value now having a child isn't necessarily a second house thing but the value position would be so something like that in regards to any sort of change you're wishing to make in your life maybe it's a career thing maybe it's a you know you're moving I don't know it could also just be like something that comes up mm-hmm yeah I think too with Pluto, a good reminder is, you know, it's been here for 20 years. We're all going to have shifts in these very slow moving planet sectors, especially because we're just coming out of Saturn's move. We're going to have a lot of movement coming up, you know, but with the second house, I do think of like, and you both kind of hit on some of the key words that were popping up is like, this has probably been a long lesson of being able to stand on your own two feet and be able to su- support yourself and be there for yourself, even when really difficult obstacles are thrown your way. And I think that graduation from the second to the third house is about like, oh, I can do whatever I want to do now. Where am I going to go do that? And I think that move of like, yeah, you get to decide where you want to live and like who you want to be around and who's that like that third house, like close community and those people that you're sharing kind of like intimate communication with or like those sort of like shared ideals to going from like I can maybe I have the tools to where am I bringing my tools out now it's going to retrograde back into your second house after a little taste in your third so maybe there is some last minute like oh like signing up for I don't know like let's say 
you're, I have a good example. Like I have a friend who's just starting to work at a health clinic and she's getting an extra 25 cent or something, something bigger than that. Cause she speaks additional languages because she's adding on to her like assets of her, what she can offer. So I don't know, like, I don't know your life like or what that might apply to, but I think where you can add more values or add more where you, you know, what you bring. And also it doesn't also claiming it too. I think sometimes we sell ourselves so short, like on our resumes, it's like, no, Canva is a skill now, like put Canva on, like, you know, this Google sheets, like not everybody knows, like, I think even really going through of like everything that you've, you know, built for yourself is because no one else is going to share that for you, especially with, I think of Jupiter of like that abundance coming for your son, your life force, it could feel, and you're not at your Saturn return yet, but you're, you're the next group with Saturn and Aries. So it does feel really like getting ready to support yourself in a very like, oh my God, adulting sort of way. I well, that, love yeah, that I was thinking too. the same, similar. Go ahead. I think that um, what you're talking about showing, showing where you're valued or showing your values, I think can be mm-hmm. found um, especially here because if you're doing astrology, right. And I think we've talked about this on a past episode, but it's building on that first house thing to the second, to the third. And so it's like the first house being, you know, yourself, your body, how you're seen in a way you're, you're like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> your corporeal Personhood. being, mm-hmm. um, your physical person. Um, and then showing that through the second house in order to get you to that third house in order to you know that the whole building blocks thing i think works well it makes me think of like gra- a, a literal graduation like you're finishing a program or something like that when you like get the before that you're learning all of this kind of like theoretical sorts of things but the only thing that can actually like getting an actual job in the space is now a kind of experience that only comes from when you have, like you could, you could be the best student, but there's only so much you can do in the classroom before you actually like get in the, in the space and how that then is like a transformation where you're on a different level. But now you also have to figure out like, well, what kind of, you know, my sister is a doctor now and finished medical school and now is like in her residency and it's figuring out like, well, what kind of, what are my own strengths as a doctor in these like personal in my personal experience kinds of things mm-hmm. and thinking of how that also transforms you where it's like something to, something that's just like coming up for me is like getting we've, you've been working on something and now like you get the grant money approval and now you actually have to like implement your project and the kind of like both intensity but excitement that comes from going like oh well now I actually have to find out if this was a thing because I think Pluto is about you know, again, like transformation, but also like from the ground up, replacing old decaying things with new thriving ones. To me, there's like some hope and idealism and some, and some, you know, in, in the sign of Aquarius of having an idea of, of a future of possibility of a way of being and living that is not necessarily what we're seeing now and how that is like, those kinds of things also take time and are big and far reaching. And so that kind of like, I don't know. Again, you've been dealing with Pluto for a while and I feel like sometimes it's hard to tell like if something is being changed, but then there are also those moments where it's like, oh yeah, this is absolutely, absolutely changed forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find, go ahead. um, One of the things that I find really beautiful in nature and um, I did this hike in Malibu that I really liked. Uh, You forget 
you know, after a year or two, how recently those areas have had fires and like been completely decimated. And I like was looking at pictures of the hike and I'm like, I took pictures of all these like quote, quote unquote, like ugly burnt trees and hollowed out like, you know, root and trunk and things like that. And like was trying to show them to my husband and his like, cool like hike looked great like um (laughs) nice it's like it was really beautiful I was just attracted to those parts of it so much because it was such a like it felt like a big reminder to me about you know taking care of the planet and all that kind of stuff um and I think it's kind of like what you're saying about you know the old decaying stuff and bringing in new stuff and just the idea that like you don't get there by ignoring some of the the beauty and the, you, you get there by powering through it like nature you know but you don't get there by just like ignoring it and letting it keep happening and all of that kind of stuff it's definitely like there's work there it's a it, it's a big reminder those hard things that uh, only make the light shine brighter they say mm-hmm. also just from like um also love love all this yeah there's still there feels like something that needs to be said like in that sense maybe it's like the square off to your natal chiron you know that you already have with your natal placements but getting that pressure from pluto um chiron scorpio in the 11th house feels like telling people what you want to do too like telling or if you really admire other friends trajectories you know be like how'd you do that like like how did you get to be to that point like you know and also getting the squares from the nodes at this point in time in this early time nodes I've heard kind of represent also that bigger picture that society sort of thing of like how you're being supported and I think knowing where you need help which is like so vulnerable and not very end of not a cap or Aquarius traits either they typically with very you know with those Saturn planets do with them Saturn based signs do it themselves um and then also you're having a nodal reversal. Like there's just so much that is really maybe trying things in a way that you're not used to. I've I've always heard during nodal reversals, and we talked about this on our nodal reversal episode, that sometimes it's the time to then go into your south node energy when you're having that reversal. Like you might tend to want to do north node things, but during this time you might really benefit from Aries energy, from doing those things that are rooted in in you know, Mars-based things and in, in starting the project and going forward and letting people know, like doing those really cardinal self, um, self-affirming sort of things might be great. And I just want to hit the dates real quick for anyone else who's like, where the fuck? Oh my God, Pluto, tell me about it. This is happening March 23rd. We're going to Pluto enter Aquarius. It's going to retrograde back into Capricorn on June 11th. Then we're in still, then we're, you know, we're wrapping up Capricorn Pluto themes basically for the rest of the year for 2023. Then we'll, Pluto will enter back into Aquarius on January 20th, 2024. God, it retrogrades back into Capricorn again. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Oh, God. Okay. Well, fun facts. Again, first- but if you think of that as Pluto stuff, where it's like these things, these are things that take a long time and don't necessarily, yeah. you know, ha- are huge things that will change everything. But because of that, it means it's going to happen in waves, the kind of shifts over where it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, ownership of a company forgive me for using this as the example for pluto and aquarius but being like ownership of a company or it's like yeah Mm -hmm. the person like buys the thing but then it takes you know 
months and months and months, depending on the size of the thing for how long those changes implement and what happened, like who people stay on and then there's a wave and then whatever. Yeah. So September 1st, 2024, back into Capricorn. I'm also just now connecting some dots for my own chart. So forgive me if I just went into like that so raven mode where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, that will be straddling <laughs> that for my chart. Interesting. Um, and then back into Aquarius on November 19th, 2024. Also not a scary time of the year, <laughs> for, mm-hmm. you know, post-election time. And then then we'll be in Pluto in Aquarius for like ever, basically, until... 2043. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have a lot of second, third straddle going on. And I think that that also is a reminder where it's like Pluto stuff, I think is stuff that you don't have to, I don't want to say you don't have to try because it's like absolutely like work, but like Pluto stuff is happening with little effort because it's Mm -hmm. happened. Like it's Pluto. These are unstoppable kind of like forces moving. And I think to me that Jupiter Pluto also speaks to like you're going to know the opening when you see it. Like I, that to me is also like a mm. not, not stroke of inspiration, but it's also the like thinking of this studying thing where it's like, if you've been studying and roiling and kind of searching and going like, I have these, I have these things, but I don't know, like, where am I supposed to put this effort or where do I, where do I go um, implement these ideas that I have to me that Jupiter Pluto feels like a almost like spotlight on the thing where it's like, Oh, there. And it might be because, there hasn't happened yet or appeared or whatever. And there's huge social world changing events or shifts that have to happen before you can see your opening. But that doesn't mean that the opening's not coming. You know what I mean? And and it, I think with those Pluto things and I mean, and Jupiter, even though it's not a transiting Jupiter, but thinking again, these are social outer planet things where it's like this is also dependent on timing and structure and things and and. Yeah. So also it's like the living of life. And like Stevie said, with because it's going to retrograde back, this is stuff that isn't like fast and quick. This is going to be evolving and and shedding and decaying in in process. Mm-hmm. And in wrapping up this question, I would I would really like to make this about me, if that's OK with everybody. Of course, um, always our, our <laughs> podcast, baby. As you know, I've been really nervous. I think I mentioned it on a few podcasts about Pluto moving into Aquarius because I feel like I haven't found my footing in my career sector and I'm, you know, reaching middle age here almost. Uh, <laughs> it was a joke. Okay, nobody laughed. <laughs> I was going to be like, I don't think, I don't okay. think she is, I'm, but okay, I'm keep going. I'm feeling like I should have it figured out and I don't and it's coming mm. into my 10th house and it's making me very like evaluative and like looking at it a lot, which is not helping because I should be like doing stuff. Um, and last night I was driving to one of my shows and I got a message from a really close friend that asked me to do kind of an opening spot for him at the Ice House on March 24th, which is the day after. Um, yes, Pluto into Aquarius. Aquarius. Yes. So it's going to be up there and um, I'm going to be there at the Ice House on the 24th with Fen- Henry Phillips. So yes. please go come out and come see me. It's going to be so much fun. It's one of my favorite clubs in LA to perform at and I'm really, really excited. It gave me a real fresh sense of restructuring my set and organizing things and I feel like I didn't even realize that it was that at happening like that week or whatever but now I'm feeling so much more rejuvenated about it and I'm feeling so much more excited um 
just about Pluto and Aquarius in general and hoping that maybe this is like a teaser for, you know, the entire uh, run of Pluto and Aquarius. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll get to do stand up in your city, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> hit us with, those, really hit us with that date again. When is this? It's March 24th at the Ice House. I don't know if there's a ticket link up yet, but as soon as it is, I'll definitely share it on our Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast. Also, um, you know, on mine, I'm sure on Henry's, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, check out the Ice we'll House website. Yeah. I mean, a quick and you didn't ask for it. So sorry if this is not consensual, but like not everyone's going to get the opportunity for Pluto to even go through their 10th house. So I feel like that's exciting stuff. I think that totally. that's real. You can, you really can change how you want to be respected or seen or like it. It's such a cool, like invite to go like, what, what do you want to be in that legacy sort of sense known for? Like, what are the things that you want to carry through? And of course, you don't have to do it all right now because it's going to be here for a while for you. But I think it's I think those like really air quote scary, like outer planet 10th house things are like pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I just had Saturn. So, you know, it's like I get it. But yeah, it is. I, I looked at planets in transit for for that for myself as well. And it is like all a lot of really positive verbiage mm -hmm. and stuff but mm -hmm. it's just scary to me because I don't feel like I know where I want to be and how I want you know so to mm -hmm. me I'm like it, I, it all feels so like I don't know Pluto like, might just tell you yeah yeah so we'll see that'll be cool I mean hopefully and you know send me well wishes anyway um I think hey at least it's not your second and third house am I right oh, I'm just kidding, well, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding well, alpha baby just kidding <laughs> I, it's also made me reevaluate astrology in a way and maybe this can lead us a little bit into our, our second question oh, because yes. I have my, my Mars conjunct my midheaven and um I've always like done a lot of jobs. Like I've, I really have rarely ever just been like, uh, this, um, I usually take on more than one thing. And I know that's very common in LA where everything's super expensive and it's super hard to live, or, I mean, it's easy to live, but hard to make a living. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of freelance energy. Out totally. Here. And, and I like having a little bit more free time. And so it's hard to balance all of those things. Um, but I was recently, I think I must've been listening to the astrology podcast or something. And they were talking about sect and, you know, in, in Hellenistic, the concept of sect, it kind of assigns a malefic that aids you and one that's a little bit harder for you to overcome. And since I have a day chart, my malefic is that Mars conjunct the midheaven in the 10th house. And so that was really eye opening to me where I'm like, yeah, I really have never been able to, find my footing in my 10th house I don't like if you look at my Instagram it's not and I'm using that as an example because I, I find social media a very 10th house but it's not like um you look at some stand-up comedians and it's all clips with the same exact like font for their and it's just every single thing on their page is that mine's not that like I want to share about like my life and my friends and my dog and my the food I like and the work I do and like yeah I post stand-up clips once in a while and other things like I posted like a video of an otter I you know what I mean I like nature it's to me mine is a little bit more like messy and that that malefic bars in the 10th really felt like it rang true I don't know if that leads us into our next question maybe mm. yeah well it's also like it's no offense to these people, it's kind of obvious and boring to just do it like the same clips in the same style, like that you just see where you don't know who that person is even. No offense. And I get that that's like part of the job and like a lot of like that's the 
like, oh, fuck, I need to like look like a TikTok, you know, like yeah. thing that you would scroll by and stop. But like that formula is not fresh. And like, I think Aquarian also wants to, not that you asked for this <laughs> analysis, but oh, wants, to sit to what's, what's to, what's to sit, wants to sit in what's true to them. And yeah, like there's something kind of like obvious and eye roll to clips that all look the same to me. I, I, I'm more interested to see, like, do I just like this person? Whether that's I like that too. astrology or comedy or cooking or like whatever. Because um, there's such totally... a formula for social media too, like big, bold, yellow font, like, you know, Joe Rogan studio looking thing or I don't know. And I get, the, it... I get why it works too. It totally depends on who you want to connect with, too. I mean, like, I have group chats with, like, my family members on Instagram. Like, it would be a little weird if my whole page was just, like, me talking, like, pussy jokes or whatever the hell I do. I don't even know. See, I don't even know what my 10,000. I don't even know what I do on the, up on stage. Come see me at the ice house and find out. Woo! <laughs> yeah, no, I've been debating, like, a business profile versus like maybe making yeah. my because per- it's been a mixture of personal business like making that private also with the scammers and impersonators which yeah if y'all didn't know like mm-hmm. that's been a thing like go I've seen more astro at least from an astrology standpoint more astro people going private because it's like yeah if you actually want to seek out my content then you'll smash the follow on a private account like it wouldn't be that mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that strange anyways I've also this has been on the top of my mind as well but that is a good segue into this our next question quite simple question but simple question simple but saucy and of the times from cupid (laughs) (laughs) we're keeping it keeping it anonymous not anonymous wow julia uh cupid wants to know placidus or whole sign oh wow is this what's her face i was trying to think this was my this was my (laughs) samantha What's her name? The whole sign Deborah Deborah Holding. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, We usually keep it anonymous, but this was crazy because (laughs) Deborah Holding. Hole is in her name. I don't understand why she wouldn't be. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) The marketing or whatever. Like, I mean, come on. Damn. Hold it like I, I don't know. That's whatever. some that's some I mean, like Freud shit right there. Yeah, sorry. That's my slam dunk uh yes. <laughs> <show. laughs> I was dunked. trying to come up with Pure a dunked. with a like a try anything a whole sign like why stop I want of course I want the whole sign, honey. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah, why am I trying part to part of this? a sign? I would never Yeah, I would never I already know her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, ladies. What do you prefer? You know that um, (laughs) we are all both. I mean, it's it's I think we've said it before. I I use Placidus. I find it a little bit more exact in a way. Um, I feel like it's easier for me to, you know, look at degrees and things. Um, However, when I have gotten the last few times I've gotten readings, um, the astrologers have used whole sign houses. And I found even in the slight shift, I found big like changes for me big like mind blow emoji uh where i'm like oh that makes sense that makes a lot of sense and um yeah i think i think all of it is good for good for different reasons and depending on what you're looking at and how you're looking i mean we've been starting astrology for five years um so starting to use a different house system is something that might be 
on the horizon for us. Um, I feel like when you start, it's harder to like keep changing and doing stuff. Um, but now that we're a little bit more learned, I think um, we'll I sign like we too. Yeah, switch Sorry. a little. Yeah, you're good. I I think that whole sign also works. I don't want to say better necessarily, but I think it makes sense when you are doing specific timing techniques, certainly. And to have, when you are doing more, what I'm going to call technical astrology, more predictive, more with a specific intent of saying, this is the, this is the, the, the information that I'm using or whatever. I think there is a, um, a method to whole sign house division that is b better suited to those kinds of things. That's not necessarily what we do. And to me, I think that Placidus um, is, because it's the default, it is like what more people are familiar with. And therefore the conversations that you're going to have with people are coming from like their knowledge point instead of your knowledge point as a more technical, unlearned astrologer like what we're trying to do a lot of times is have conversations with people and, and and talk about this in a way that's like relatable and i feel like if you don't have the touchstone that most people are related to it's going to be a different kind of conversation but if we're talking about wanting to do chart rectification or uh zodiacal releasing or even like midpoints and using those sorts of things like these ancient techniques which is what astrology was used for in ancient times. While we don't necessarily need astrology for that now, it doesn't mean it isn't still, I'm not saying that it's not useful or anything like that, but I mean, like, that's the, uh, that might not be what like turns you on about astrology. But I think if that's what you're doing, then whole sign house totally makes sense. My chart think, doesn't change all that much between either of them either, which feels very mm. my chart to me. But I think that <laughs> there is something like, I also, as the role of the dice thing, see it more as like well which person you're going to look at it from a perspective there's a way to get there from its map map division or whatever so it's yeah. like we are getting to the same destination do you want which route do you want to take ways or google better? maps yeah yes exactly mm -hmm. i also think that um you know as far as writing horoscopes um the the small amount of doing that that i have done and you know if you would like for any of us to do that for you email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail um for your publication not for like your personal house <laughs> for you. or whatever for you and your spouse um yes. but um I always use whole sign I find it the same way that you would use like an average in math um you're gonna you're gonna have more luck using that if you're using a rising sign you just you know see what's transiting that whole sign house um while you're writing the horoscopes um, and anything that you've seen from me on Patreon, because I know I have sent a few in our old Discord, which if you're not on our angel tier, come join our new Discord. Um, but any of those that you've seen from me have been done using whole sign houses, in case you were curious. Yeah, I think for, I mean, for me, it's quite simple, is I like the first house starting with the degree of the rising sign. Like, I like... I like the Eastern horizon starting when with that degree of where it starts when I, and I went to, when I went to astrology school, we did whole sign. So I'm well-versed. Like you should be able to look at any chart through any sort of house system. Like it's just like what you said of Google map ways. It's just a different way of orientating. It's never going to be too wildly different. Um, also there's other house systems besides these two too. Like, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's other ones that also start with your degree. 
as the start of the first house, maybe that would be something I'd be interested to explore. However, there's something about when I see, like, for example, like I'm a 19 degree cancer rising, seeing my 19 degree rising in the middle of the cancer first house, just it's weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> like That's like, that's a that's as simple as I can put it. It's like, ah, like, I don't know. There's something I like about it starting with that sunrise with, or what, or whatever the time was. And yeah, whole sign makes sense. It's, it's simple. Like it, it's um, like it, it's easy to go. Oh, okay. I know exactly where this transit is happening mundanely. And also in your chart. Um, I don't know. It's dealer's choice. I get why people like it. I just like Placidus, but also I think it is, it's like, it's my native tongue. It's what I grew up learning on. And I, I'm maybe, maybe one day Porphyry will speak to me, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but for now uh, it does not. And yeah, there's tons of ways. And I know, especially too, like we're, we're American people. Like I know whole sign is more used in, in Eastern astrology, you know, there's no wrong answer. Um, and also I think there is so much you know, for me, my Mars moves from the 12th house to the first house when I'm going from Placidus to whole sign, both check out for me, you know, like I'm like, yep, I can, I feel that because also I think the themes of the houses really do build on each other as well. So I don't know, I'm Placidus because I am also, I think the thing that comes back with whole sign and Hellenistic is, and this is where the debates come, like I'm into outer planets as modern rulers. Like I, I am, I get why people are, I get why people are like, no, you're Scorpio. It ain't Pluto. It's Mars. I think there's benefit of knowing that Scorpio is also very much Martian based. Like, so I don't know. I'm maybe it's not that fun that I'm blending my style. No. Well, but I think I'm, also not, I'm never been a purist, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like ever. So that's not going to be me. I think all of them are ways that if you don't and not to be, I was like, I think that there's uses for both of them and to blend both of them is to understand astrology and to have an opinion mm, about mm -hmm. it either way is to understand why you, what houses are, why, how you divide them and why you would choose certain ones over another. There is no to say one is better than the other or whatever. It's just asking like, when, when did you learn astrology? What are you using it for? And what's important to you about this conversation to me, to me, um, and anyone who's like denying don't shit on anyone's <laughs> yeah don't shit on anyone's house system style like do let them as long as again you're doing no harm like do whatever you want there's no right there's no right or wrong way to do it i think but i do you know i get i've been on astro twitter you know sometimes the hardcore whole sign hellenistic people you know they can write like they write hard for it and i get it but, you know, as long as we're it's all a, we don't need to infight on something it, that I, the world already like thinks we're all like, like insane people for even ascribing <laughs> to with astrology. So, like, just like, let's all play nice, play ball nicely with each other. I think, too. I mean, I just did the same thing where I mixed sect into something and said I use Placidus mostly. But I think there is um, and perfection years too. very, you know, yeah. that's a whole sign technique. But I think it's interesting to know about even if you're not using it. There is no like this saying this as like talking about Aquarius and the 10th house stuff, but there isn't a solution 
for in astrology for modernism like there isn't yeah. a solution to say if we discover more things or do are we supposed to unsee those things like no and also our problems are different than they were in ancient times they're still I'm sure, you know, hitting in similar realms and things. And, you know, in my acting class, I told my teacher he was not impressed um, because he was talking about birthing like your performance like a child. And I was like, oh, in astrology, those two things are have always been related. Like Mm -hmm. it's both fifth house performance and childbirth. Right. Or children. Um, And but it is like even though we don't have like a, a way out for discovering Uranus and all of these other outer planets like there's we still did so we kind of have to use what we have and that doesn't mean we throw away the old stuff we just have to figure out how it works and I think that's part of our job as like you know astrologers in the in the middle age dare I say Mm -hmm. um that it's like yeah blending those two things and making it palatable for people to be able to understand I mean I think that's one of the things that's really valuable about some of the older astrologers that have come before us is they've like read these texts in latin and translated them and then new astrologers have taken those translations and made them readable and then now we have to like figure out how to mesh them with the modern world and then we can like you know keep building on that Mm -hmm. it's like it's like instruments and electronic music or whatever too where it's like someone who is a classically trained instrument musician is going to be like well if you don't learn these things how could you possibly know music whereas someone who's born uh now who's only known music as something that's like made from a computer they can still make music to the highest ability because of the tools that they have or whatever and you can't I don't know that's a little bit of like a mixed mixed Mm -hmm. thing but it's also like you also would listen to you could be someone who has a preference for classical music but you are likely listening to it on a modern streaming device through a system too so there's always these kinds of like melds of things and it's more a personal I think preference of like what is important to you again fundamentally about what astrology is being used for what we are not not what we are measuring obviously we're doing the same things but again it's like if you are wanting something that has a more like I don't know traditional also sometimes you get that record and you listen to it on a record player and notice the difference or whatever yes and at yes. now even I know because my niece asked for Christmas CDs are coming back in that way like CD players and mm-hmm. stuff where it's like listening Better. to this on this quality thing with this that hasn't been digitized or whatever and and it's not that you buy the record player and then never stream anything again it's not the like luddite version it's just that like noticing the difference noticing how it feels what it what it sounds like in the room and all those things mm-hmm. i will say so both <laughs> but i will say my a regret i have when i first started to give readings i i did um and this is just whatever you take this if this is a podcast this is all like you can you can turn it off you can do whatever take it whatever advice but when i first started giving readings i was like I use Placidus, but if you prefer a different house system, tell me. And I regret doing that. I think you, if you're gonna, like you can, but like, I was like, why am I doing this? Like I read in Placidus. Like if you're coming to me, that's how I'm going to read for you. That took me to some, some try, like that was just my own lived experience of it. But like, and thinking back, I'm like, wait, why did I, again, like 11th house people, people pleaser, but I don't think you need to, like, I don't think you need to. <laughs> I mean, respect it, but like, yeah, if you're going to be like, I can't go to her. She reads classes like, okay, well then go find a whole, 
than find a whole sign reader. I'm aware of it. I, do, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And also, for the most part, your charts probably not even going to change, most likely, that much. Oh, and also, I should say, I get this when we study this in school. Like, I get why people who live in also very far parts of the different hemispheres might want to be into whole sign because it does make your chart real funky when you're like born up in like Alaska with the house system sizes because it changes. All right, that was my rant. <laughs> that well, rant I think rant that's an interesting point too because I am not. I'm not trying to argue for one or the other because I think it's it's a never ending cycle of both. But um, I do think it's interesting to even, of course, maybe you prefer whole sign because your house is funky, but also like you have to know that you were growing up in a place where sometimes it was always daylight and that doesn't happen yeah. elsewhere. So there are some funky things about like where you were born too. And maybe you yes. didn't live there as a kid. Maybe those kind of things, like maybe you want to, you know, uh, if you moved at one year old, maybe you want to look at the chart for that or I don't know, but I do think looking at it doesn't hurt on either end of the spectrum to me the most important thing is again you have to have an opinion and a knowledge of astrology of as to why you would want to divide a chart into different ways and if you are just starting out if you are someone who is still like not even sure what the houses are where you're getting lost in astrology at that part like don't worry about it like yeah, le let's learn the let's too. I mean not not don't not don't worry about it but I think it's like again it's like astrology No you they, you could not worry about it for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> there's does, other things to tackle change. first. Yeah, I think it's I think people want it to be this thing where it's like this is a totally different whatever and I think mm -hmm. again it's more about understanding like what it is that you're trying to do with astrology, how how technical are you wanting to be and is it more important for there to be a unified system of how you divide a chart because certain techniques need x y and z present you look at this thing the the ruler of the sect what aspect is it into that like yes then then you need a little bit more again like a scientific method sort of way to be able to go through things but if we're taking into consideration i love the i do love that like it's all daylight sort of thing because it's that's like an outside it's reflected in the chart. It's not going to be necessarily in an aspect in the chart, but it is like, oh, how how would we talk about your upbringing and not bring that up? And how is that not like there again? But also that's there's benefits to either and you're going to get colors either system, mm -hmm. I think. Well, yeah. when we were being taught whole sign um, at PSA from shout out to teacher Rhea Wolf, they were awesome. We were talking about like why we were going to use whole sign just for the sake of what we were learning. And then also brought up that point of like, for example, like if you're in Sweden, you're going to have huge fucking first and seventh houses. Now, is there some merit of saying that in Scandinavia, this, the idea of self and other might be quite high. It's like, oh yeah. And these very like homogenous, um, you know, very quick to the sort of communal efforts as a country. Like, yeah, I mean, like it's just like, we've all pondered it for a second. Like that is pretty interesting to think. And especially with the daylight, all the darkness, all the light, you know, it gives, it does give some info. And we had a, we had a person, I think it was through our whole, when we were even using whole sign, they were born in Alaska. They had their like mid heaven it's, in their eighth house. It was like, well, yeah, it was very interesting too, I think, which is mm -hmm. day and night kind of all. I mean, no, yeah, I'm maybe reading into it a little, but well, yeah. So the, I, I get why, routine, like nighttime routine. Yeah. I don't know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I get why you'd be like, fuck, it's a first and seventh house thing for me again, or a sixth and twelfth house thing for me again. But I mean, again, it maybe not, it's meant to be looked at. I don't know. Is it not though? Like that's the, you know, but is it not? 
it's again, well, but it's both where it's like, again, how, what are we, what are we wanting to do? Are we wanting to tell you the most exact date about a thing? Or are we wanting to like stoner boner out on how living in a place in total daylight changes how you feel about your whatever? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that it's different. They're just different. And I don't think that you can't also stoner boner out on whole sign either. I'm sure there are things too. Again, it's just like, it's a little different. It's just, a di- it's just different. Well, what, what music do you want to trip to? pick but uh, tripping to music fucking rules so like, <laughs> yeah well when, put when you're, still trip, you're still tripping yeah. trip, no matter what trip to music however however you prefer to do it when chris brennan just did our little like short readings on this podcast of us three like he used whole signed and, and one of the things that he mentioned and it was like you guys listened to it wasn't like a fucking in-depth like hour-long reading or anything but it was just a short thing that he mentioned then I, I wrote it down right away it's something I had been struggling with for years and I was like oh I had never put it in that category before and it's because he used whole sign houses and it re- it's really helped me move forward in reflecting on things in those two houses that he mentioned and I think the same thing has happened to me when I've looked at my own chart in Placidus so I think it's there's value in both I just think if there's one that you use all the time why not try the other one for a day yeah and be open to the idea that there are different again that same thing is like whatever in it in any form it's always like yeah there are multiple there's always a bunch of different ways and find the one that works for you but don't get too stuck that that's the only that is the only one and sorry last thing and i'm sure we said it in various ways but if you're reading horoscopes and you're a 29 degree rising scorpio it's you got to look at the next sign, basic. Like, look at Sag rising. Like, that's just know your know your degrees as well, and also or knowing if like, oh my, first and second house are really evenly split. Like, that Pisces rising is not going to be fully about this experience too. So I think it's just the awareness of like why we're even doing this, right? Like, mm-hmm. why are you consciously choosing this house versus that whole sign? Yeah, you can't do like horoscopes and blast it. I mean, it'd be. It's too personal. I think it's just too personal, which is why I like it for natal chart readings because it's so personal. If you read horoscopes also, I think if you have an understanding of how the natal chart works, I mean, I have the same sun and rising and my rising is quite late degree. Um, So whatever, whatever um, planets will be transiting monthly horoscopes, I feel like it's usually inner planets that are moving whatever house they're transiting. Yeah, it's going to be influenced by my rising, but Also, my son is in Taurus. So like I might want to read Taurus and and Gemini because, you know, it's I'm going to get transits on both of those things. Um, You can if you're really feeling, you know, depressed down, emotional, all those things, maybe you should read the horoscope for your moon sign and see what might be transiting in that area um, for the next month or whatever, however long the horoscope uh, is covering. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is. The more you know. <laughs> now, what we're saying is like, who cares? Just pick. consume Just it all. <laughs> yeah. No, all of it. All of it should be a deeper understanding of astrology, and all of it leads to more knowledge and context for anything that you're learning. So, like, learn about it. If you use one, mm-hmm. learn about the other one. It will teach you about what houses are, or what those things are, whatever. Like, whatever mm-hmm. it is, wherever you're at, knowledge-wise, I think like embarking to figure out what your preference is about that is more important than which sign, which actual house system you use to me. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you'll just know which ones call to you too. Follow and if you don't heart. care. Yeah. If you don't care. Okay. Then, okay. <laughs> then <laughs> then then dope. That's fine too. Tell us your secrets well, about not caring. <laughs> dope. Um, okay. Great. Our mailbag. Great mailbag. mailbag. For now. Till next time. Mail answered. Yeah. So if you're if you want to submit a cue. Uh, head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast link will be everywhere. You can also suggest episode topics um, if you'd like. And that's the way to do it too. So all in Patreon. We There's only other perks to respond to patrons. Okay. All right. And other perks. Yeah. Catch us. And now we'll be talking about this all on the Discord too. So come join us over there. And thanks for everyone who's a, who has joined and who's been supporting. And great questions. I mean, got my got my gears turning. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next see time. See you next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast, on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod, and TikTok at What's Your Sign Podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo. 